0: What's up guys and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Chavez and if you are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome Come on in, put your shit down and let's talk It's gotta be love, it's gotta be love, it's gotta be love, it's gotta be love What's good y'all? I hope y'all feeling good. You know, I'm feeling good today. I had um, class earlier and we had a guest speaker. We talked about some things, some interesting topics or whatever. It was my um, substance abuse counseling class. But outside of that, y'all, I really haven't been having much going on this summer. Like, I wish I would have planned a trip or did something. I just didn't do nothing because I knew I had school going on. And I kind of wish I would have made the decision to go on this study abroad uh, trip that Um, our school partnered with another university with and they're going to Ireland so I think it's going to be a good time Um, honestly because I had the choice to take it uh, as credit or not uh, I was supposed to be taking a doctoral class um, this summer but I was just like the amount of money that I would be spending on that like I could really just do something else with so I was like child I'm not about to spend that amount of money to go take a class abroad, so I chose not to do it, and honestly, now I'm just sitting here at home, not really doing much, really, just don't really have much going on except school, and yeah, it has been some stuff going on that's been keeping me busy, but not like fun stuff, like I haven't really been out and did nothing fun, like one of my friends came down um from dallas like maybe two or three weeks ago and we had had some fun with that but like that was literally it for my summer like i didn't do anything and of course yesterday was the fourth and i was with my people did some barbecue and some good old eating and all of that stuff because honestly i still got a plate in a refrigerator and i'm probably gonna heat that up as soon as i get done with this honestly but y'all that's really been what's going on with me now as far as the fall like I'm really trying to go into it um, wanting to enjoy more life because things are going to get more serious after um, I graduate. So going into the fall, like, I know that I want to go to a couple concerts. I have um, Beyonce lined up, I think, September 26th. And then we have uh, Black is coming down here in October um, and I think 2C is coming down here in August. So it's like, you know, options, 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 things to do. And, um, I'm trying to make the decision on whether I'll be going to homecoming or just like doing something else because I kind of want to like venture out and, just like go out of state. But then I also kind of want to go to home come and have fun with my friends. I honestly I don't even know if all of my friends are going to homecoming. I do need to check on that But I really just want to have fun um in this upcoming uh semester because like child life is about to get real. I'm about to be working a full time job. Y'all if y'all don't know, I I don't think I've yeah, I've never worked a full time job in my life. I'm twenty seven years old. Never worked a full time job. I've been in school. I did, you know, some part time jobs and worked on campus and stuff like that. But, like, that's literally it. So, this is going to be my real deal first time going out into the field because I went from high school to undergrad and I didn't have to work in undergrad. Like, I mean, I did a little, I did Best Buy. Um, Shit, I don't even remember. I did student working jobs, and then in my grad program, I did, I'm um, I'm a graduate assistant, and that's literally all I've been doing. Like, my mom and stuff never really made me have to work uh, through undergrad, so I never really felt the need to go out there and like hold down a, a full-time job or anything like that, which I'm grateful for because I know everybody don't have that. Um, but i am kind of happy, excited, nervous for going out time you know for going out into the world and into the real world, you know, full-time job. It's going to be an adjustment for me cuz i'm used to being able to do whatever i want at work, come and go as i please, that type of thing. But um, it's going to be a little different, but i think i'm going to enjoy it for the most part because it's going to be something i love. You know, counseling is my thing. It's my thing. I know that it's something I was definitely put on this earth to do. And I'm so grateful the fact that I've even gotten here, you know, cause everybody don't always find their thing. And some people end up working jobs just to get by, you know, or just not even working jobs to get by, but just working jobs for the money, not because they enjoy it. So this will be, um, you know, a step in the right direction. So I'm excited for that. I'm also getting close to my thirties and I'm honestly excited for that. But, you know, talking to one of my fur brothers, he was saying, um, his thirties was pretty much uh hell shit. He had a lot going on in his thirties and the way I was kinda planning for it, I'm like, I know I'm enjoying my thirties, you know, I'ma finally have my house, working my job, you know, being able to just do things without having to say oh i gotta go home and do homework you know it's just i feel like my entire life has been centered around going to school if y'all haven't noticed every time i give you a life update majority of what i'm talking about is school because that's literally been most of my life and it's not that i don't do fun things because i do but school has been such a major part of my identity because i know that there's this thing that i want to do and it requires me to go through grad school and eventually, probably in the spring, in January, I'll be going into my doc- doctoral program. It's just I have professional goals and education is going to help get me there. So that's why I've been pushing and pushing with that. And But I'm ready to find... Um, more of myself outside of that outside of my professional role academic role I'm ready to find more of me like travel the world more I don't have time to do any of that shit being in grad school programs and you know all of this this, isn't that now I'm I'm excited for the opportunity to be here the opportunities uh, that have came along the way like I'm presenting in the fall at the LCA conference and we're presenting on multicultural competence like I feel like those things are all great but how do I make the most of my time outside of this program and that's one of the things I had to learn and like pivot and adjust to because I remember when I first got into this program I literally just made my entire life about this shit and this is, like, all I would do. Yeah, I would still hang out with my friends and do stuff like that, but I would always make sure I had the homework on time and all of this. But, like, not to say that I've been slacking on that stuff, but it's like I had to prioritize certain things over school sometimes. And that's just the reality of it. And I understand, you know, grad school can be a rigorous thing and it's very... um It's very hands-on sometimes, especially when you get into your clinical experiences. So I understand the time that it takes, but I also know that you don't wanna get to the end of your life and realize that you spent your whole life in school not really enjoying life. Because baby, when I tell you I enjoyed my undergrad, okay? Now I didn't went through some trials and tribulations during undergrad, but I also know that I made the most of the time that I had. those two extra years that I spent after I changed my major was it was a lot because like you know societal pressures are getting out in four years and just like that shame that I kind of felt like dang like I could have did it in four I just didn't know what I wanted to do and all of this you know I didn't change majors and all of that thought I wanted to be a nurse and damn well I didn't want to work in a hospital but pursuing nursing I think I did that for like a good year and a half, which set me back because I ended up switching to psychology, and all of that. Most of that time that I spent in the uh, pursuing the nursing uh, degree, none of that counted towards my psychology degree. So I basically had to start over with certain classes, you know, besides like the math, English, and all that. But whatever. Just enjoy yourself outside of your professional identity Outside of your identity inside your family Just really getting to you And um, it's kind of crazy because the, the topic of today's podcast is Finding power in your insecurities And I asked myself three questions that helped me formulate this episode and it starts with what were some of the insecurities I've had and I know for a fact like I've dealt with imposter syndrome I've dealt with um doubting my intellectual ability and um over time like I dealt with the weight gain um because girl that that freshman 15 is not a lie okay um, my, I mean, mine's is more than a freshman fifteen, but baby, it it is not a lie, because going through undergrad, I definitely gained some weight, and I started to be insecure about it, and stuff like that, and it just, it wasn't a good feeling, not being able to feel comfortable in your own body, and not only from a physical standpoint, but also also mental, because like I was doubting my intellectual capacity to even accomplish this thing. And so that's why graduating from college and pursuing my uh, master's and then PhD, that means a lot to me because I know where I come from um, and I've overcome certain things in my life to get to this point. And the next question I asked was, how did these insecurities manifest in my life? So... I'll start with imposter syndrome. It was something like I just always felt like I, not always, but in certain settings, I just didn't feel like I belonged. I felt like there were people who were more capable than me that could do certain things. And I just always doubted my ability and that made me doubt my place in whatever I involved myself in. And speaking specifically about My master's program, like, that was one of the things that shocked me the most. The fact that I got into a master's program, I don't know why, but it did. It was just, like, these people, like, really think I'm good enough to get into this master's program? Like, that's crazy. Because I got into both of the programs that I applied to. Now I end up choosing this one because, you know, I knew that I can get an opportunity to have my master's degree paid for versus paying out of pocket. But it took me a long time to feel comfortable in my skin in this program because I just felt like I wasn't good enough. Like, and this, and it goes into my next insecurity, which was like me doubting my intellectual abilities. Like I just felt like I wasn't smart enough. Like there was people smarter than me. Like, why would they choose me to be here? Like, do I really belong here? And, I just as far as my intellectual like abilities I, I just didn't feel like I was that smart because it was hard for me to pay attention in class because I'm I would be easily distracted it could be thoughts that's going through my head it could be things happening outside people screaming walking by being loud or just like people having side conversations in class just like anything like that would just get me would just break my focus, any little focus that I did have. And I could just never get myself to completely focus, especially if I had, like, they want us to read chapters and stuff. Like, I was having to read these sentences three to four times before I even understood, like, what exactly I was reading. Because I would just zone out in the middle of reading. Like, I would be reading every sentence, but I wouldn't be paying attention to what I read. So, I don't really know what the fuck I just read. I just know I just read it. So, that was just one of the things that I dealt with. And it's crazy that it took me two years in this program to even... um, Two years in this program. And then on top of speaking to one of my professors, like, I realized that, hey, like, I probably do should I probably should go you know see about um being checked for ADHD because my professor had told me she was like yes this is something that I dealt with and da 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 like I had ADHD and and so it wasn't until I had that conversation with her that I really thought about maybe I should like try to go get some help to see if this is actually ADHD or if this is just me being crazy so Ended up getting in touch with um, a a psychiatric nurse practitioner. You know, she did all the things, uh, had me do tests and uh, assessments and even made me go see another, I think a psychologist. Um, She had me go see him to get tested for it. And then, you know, she ended up prescribing me my medicine, which she tried to start me on a non-stimulant, which was Stratera. Stratera, I think it was. And that did nothing for me, except um, one of the symptoms were, like, it, it made it hard for me to pee. So, like, I would stand at the toilet, know I have to pee, and nothing would come out. Um, it would just take a minute for it to come. So, it was just more side effects than anything. Like, it didn't help. And then, Triteria takes a long time to settle in your system to even work. And because of the side effects, it just wasn't even worth it, honestly. So she ended up uh, Let me make this a long story short She ended up driving me a stimulus She started me with Vyvanse And she started me on I think uh, a low dosage Which was like maybe 20 Um, Then she upped it to 30 Because those wasn't working And then the 30 stopped working after like a week Um, Then she upped it to 40 And then 40 was actually working And at this point Like it's it had, like, been, like, a major life change for me because, like, now I could actually sit down, get homework done, focus on what I need to focus on, and and get it done. Like, I wouldn't start an assignment and not complete it. Like, I would be able to sit through the entire... Um, duration of whatever assignment I'll have to do or whatever thing that I had to do that day, like I would be able to just get it done. And that wasn't something that I could do before. And it was just even the little things like forgetting where I put my keys. Like I wouldn't forget those things anymore. Like I would make sure I put my key on the hook by the door. So just like little things like that, I didn't realize how, um, I guess my ADHD was affecting my day-to-day life because I had lived with it so long, I thought it was just me. Like, I thought I just had those issues or whatever, and, you know, I was making myself like that, but that was, that was just one of the, most eye-opening experiences that I could have and that's why I'll forever be grateful to my professor because had she not ever suggested it, like I would have went through life not knowing because I mean I found out when I was 26 26 like I went through my whole life wondering why I couldn't pay attention in class why I was easily distracted and just I, I just would lose things constantly I uh, wasn't the best with managing and maintaining uh, relationships with people. Just like, honestly, it might sound cliche, but like a lot of the things that kind of are related to like the textbook version of ADHD, like that was me. And I didn't know this whole time. And um, that was such a big help. And the weight gain, it was just... I felt uncomfortable because I was so used to being a certain size. I was just so used to being smaller that when I started to put on the weight, like, I just didn't feel as attractive as I did before. Because, like, you know, I used to have everybody in the DMs, okay? I just, I, I was always that person that never had to approach people. People always approached me, you know, telling me they thought I was cute or whatever the case may be. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's still the vibe now, but it took, <laughs> it took me a minute to get comfortable in my own skin. And uh, I still go through my journeys where I want to lose weight, but it's it's nothing like I'm insecure. Because I remember, like, I used to wear uh, jackets all the time to to cover up, like, the extra weight, like, to cover my stomach, to hide my stomach, that type of thing. And I, I don't remember when, but, like, I, at some point I started to become more comfortable. Because I was in denial for a while. Like, I was still buying medium-sized shirts, knowing I needed to be in a large. And it took me a while to get to that point where I was just like, okay, Chavez, you gaining weight, who gives a fuck? It You know, just, like, being in situations with different guys. When well, I ain't going to say different guys. But one specific guy, like, he made me feel sexy again he made me feel like comfortable with who i was like he when i say like he loved on every part of me like my stomach like all the parts of me that i felt insecure about like he loved that and so that started to help me love me again like i realized that if a person feels this way about me because i got a little extra stomach on me who gives a fuck you know what i'm saying so if y'all out here and y'all dealing with that too like fuck them At the end of the day, it's about how you feel in in your own skin. Don't ever let somebody make you feel like, you know, you're not worthy uh, of being whoever you want to be just because you have a little extra weight or you have stomach or whatever it is that's going on with you. Don't let somebody else make you feel shitty about that because at the end of the day. This is your life to live, and you get to make the choice of whether you're going to wake up and be happy every day or you're going to wake up and be sad because of what somebody else is saying about you. And, you know, I've never had any uh, negative comments about my weight, and, you know, I can't relate to that aspect, but... You know, all of my stuff was internal, but I know that you have to get to a, a certain point in your life where you have to live for you and stop living for somebody else. Just because somebody else's definition of pretty is skinny or this, this, and that, that doesn't that doesn't have to define who you are. You get to define what pretty looks like to you. Don't let nobody make you feel like you're not the shit. Baby, we all the shit in our own way. You know, what's pretty to me might not be pretty to the next person. What's pretty to you might not be pretty to them. And that's okay. You move on and you go to the next. Baby, fuck them. Don't ever let somebody make you feel less than because of your weight. Because at the end of the day, they don't know your story. They don't know what you've been through to get here. They don't know whether you have an eating disorder that caused you to get here. They don't, they don't know what the fuck going on with you internally, mentally. None of that. So who gives a fuck about what they think? Don't ever let somebody uh, get you down in that way. Like I just I don't believe in that. And... <laughs> You know, I had to learn to be that way because growing up, like I, I heard little slick comments about you know my sexuality before I even knew my own sexuality for myself. Like you grow, I well, I grew up hearing little things from maybe cousins or aunts say slick little things, and even had my uncle say something to me one time. And at the end of the day, like I had to realize, like i got to live my life for me. And I don't give a fuck what y'all say. It's either you want to be in my life and you're going to support me or you don't have to be in it at all. Like, that's just where I got. And I kind of carried that mindset over into other things in my life. And so, yeah, I walk around not giving a fuck about what people say about certain things, especially when it concerns me. Because at the end of the day, the only person who has to live and die as me is me you know what i'm saying so if somebody that uh supposed to be in your life that's supposed to be supporting you that's supposed to love on you they not doing all of those things but they bringing nothing but negativity to your life child you have the choice of whether you want you want to deal with it or not i understand we we love our loved ones and and we want them to be around and we want them to accept us and to love us at the end of the day we have to come to terms with everybody not going to like what we like everybody not going to accept the things that we accept and some people may accept it in time everybody you know we all have the right to feel the way we feel and to process the things the way that we do so you know you make your decision to better your life And if that means that you have to step away From certain relationships Whether it's with family, friends, co-workers Or whatever the case may be You just might have to do that Don't ever live in a toxic space Because you want validation Or you want acceptance or love from somebody No Because I promise you There's, there's another space where you can walk into And people just gonna love on you for you Because at the end of the day, I feel like as a society, we sexualize people too much because there's no reason why when I walk into a room, you immediately thinking about my sexuality because of the way I might appear, the way I might talk, the way I might walk. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Because we should be able to go through our day to day lives not worrying about what the fuck somebody else does in their bedroom. Like, I just don't understand why we overly sexualize people and things because worrying about somebody else's sexuality would not be a thing if you wasn't sitting there visualizing me having sex with another man or her having sex with another woman. Like, that should just never be a thing. Like, it just shouldn't matter what I do in my bedroom or what what I choose to do in private. Like, why does that matter to people? Like, it just, oh, I'm getting off topic. It just never ceases to amaze me the way people love to insert their opinions into other people's lives. People are so opinionated about things that don't have shit to do with them. And so you have to get to a point where you just say, fuck you, fuck your opinion. I don't need it. It's my life is my life. It's all about what I think about it. If you ain't hurting nobody, baby, live live your life you ain't hurting nobody so if you decide that you want to lose weight do it because you want to not because your boyfriend said you gained a little weight not because your girlfriend says you gained some weight or or people somebody told you that you wasn't gonna be attractive unless you lost no fuck that fuck all of that because I I had somebody told me that they was like, "Dang, you would be like sexy as fuck if you had some like uh big big muscles and stuff." I was like, "Bitch, if I wanted that, like I would go get it." And I understand like he didn't he didn't mean it in a, a negative way at all because I mean he thinks I'm attractive how I look now, but he was just saying like, "Dang, that like will push you like top tier type thing." And if that's something that I want to pursue in the future, cool, I'll do that. But it ain't gonna be because you. Said I should, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, n- nothing is sustainable unless you believe that it, you know this is for you or this is the reason that you should do this. I'm well, I'm, you know what? I ain't gonna speak for everybody, I know that's the case for me. If it's not something that I strongly believe in or something that I strongly believe that I should do, I'm not gonna get it done. And that's like me, and, me, and one of my friends, me and a couple of my friends, you know, we be trying to. They make packs that they're going to exercise together and they're going to do all of this and stuff like that. And I just never get involved with it anymore because I know that I'm not going to do something just because somebody else wants to do it for themselves. You know, I'm not just going to hop on, hop on it until I like I know that I'm going to do it because there would be no reason to. Because I already know that if I was to start something that I knew I wasn't completely interested in, something that I really wanted to do, it wouldn't happen. Because in the time that I did want to lose weight and I did uh, start, you know, going to the gym consistently and doing my things and diet and all that, I lost 20 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, but I did that for me. I didn't do that because somebody else said I should or, you know, trying to do it as a group thing. Like, that just doesn't work for everybody. I, and I know that don't work for me. I have to want to do it for myself in order for me to do it. And that's just it. So, long story short, y'all, don't let nobody make you feel bad about being you. Don't. Please don't do it. And the last question was, what helped me overcome my insecurities, or am I still dealing with them? And I kind of covered uh, this question a little bit. Um, But as far as imposter syndrome, I still... A little bit feel that way, not completely. Um, I definitely think that uh, my diagnosis of ADHD has um, helped because, you know, taking the medicine, being able to focus, like I'm able to understand the material, like I can read it and just be okay. Um, Whereas I couldn't do that before. So, you know, my imposter syndrome kind of came from me feeling like I wasn't good enough to be in the spaces that I was in. And so, me and me be able being able to retain this knowledge and pay attention in class like I feel like I'm earning my spot um to be in my counseling program or to be doing whatever it is um and my intellectual ability i mean that goes uh without saying along with uh imposter syndrome like that kind of uh it's less like I do feel like I'm capable and I do feel like I'm smart enough like I feel like I'm knowledgeable about counseling and anything that I choose to pursue, like I make sure I do my research, I make sure I do, um, I read uh, books and articles and all of those different things to be knowledgeable in the areas that I know I want to work in, in the areas that I know I want to learn more, whether it's, you know, I love I love music hobby-wise. Like I love to write lyrics and uh, produce beats and just different things like that. And so I do my research, like I watch YouTube videos. I read different articles. I go on different people's Instagrams. I listen to uh, uh, music that I'm interested in creating similar things. Like I listen to the different elements, like I break it down. I listen to the harmonies when people sing. You know, I just, I do all of that extra stuff to so that I am able to stand in these spaces and feel comfortable and feel confident in the things that I know and the things uh, that I'm good at. And that's just it. And so the and I already spoke about the weight gain thing. So whenever you uh, start to want to work towards and and heal uh, these areas, uh, these insecurities, you. Um, you just have to find what works for you you have to find out that reason why let's say you you suffer from imposter syndrome too find out that reason why you suffer from imposter syndrome for me it was because of not feeling like i was smart enough not feeling like i was good enough and um you know and i i, I healed and i helped that part of myself and that helped me feel more comfortable in my Uh, standing in my spaces that I'm in. um, Just figure out what caused these things or what's the reason uh, that this is even there. And then you work towards fixing or healing that thing. Because sometimes it it could be trauma. It could be trauma. Um, It could be something that has been said to you your entire life. Like you could feel like, you're dumb because growing up, all your parents or cousins or siblings or whoever, all they ever did was call you dumb. And so even though you making a 4.0 and stuff like that, you still feel like you're not good enough. You know, it could be things like that. You have to be able to heal those little things. Take the that surface level thing like imposter syndrome for me and go underneath that. So underneath imposter syndrome, it was my, me feeling like I wasn't um, smart enough. And come to find out underneath me feeling like I wasn't smart enough was because I was dealing with something that was out of my control. I had ADHD, didn't know it. I don't know how growing up my teachers and stuff missed it, but it was it was there. Cause when I think back over my childhood and which I had to do during the assessment time, it was there. Like it was so many moments that they should have known. And I'm not saying like they should have medicated me back then or whatever the case may be. But I could have been in counseling, figuring out different things that would help me with my ADHD, like creating a routine and, you know, uh, creating a space where I know that every day I'm going to come and put my keys down. I know that every day when I get home, I'm going to come take my jacket off and put it in the closet rather than throwing it on the couch or throwing it on a chair. You know what I'm saying? Just like little things like that because when i say i i was and still struggle with i'm way better with it now um just through practice and through uh help with my medication like i am the most well was the most unorganized person ever like i would always wonder why like my room was always a mess of course i'm i would have my days where i sit and i clean up but like my room was a mess the majority of the time I could never find what I'm looking for I would always leave things in places That they wasn't supposed to be Like it was times I left my phone in the refrigerator Like just like little things like that You don't think uh, that they're a big deal Until you add everything up And sometimes then it's not Because you know I have friends that I talk to And they say I have to read things a couple times For me to understand too um, that doesn't mean you have ADHD. You know, it's not until all of those little things like can't keep track of things on top of, can't focus when you read on top of um, being unorganized and struggling with time management. It's, it's when all of those little things start to add up that you can make that decision to say, hey, this is, this is something you might be dealing with. And that's what it was for me. As I was going through the process of figuring out what it was, because I remember she thought um, she had me uh, uh, do an assessment for what's not bipolar. Was it was it borderline? You know what? I think I might still have the assessment on my laptop somewhere. Hold on, let me figure out. Mm. I remember um oh it was bipolar. It was bipolar. Uh, I guess ADHD symptoms kind of look similar to bipolar disorder. So she had me getting tested for that. I'm like, Child, "I know, I ain't no damn bipolar, you know. I ain't been having no issues with my mood or nothing. It's just all this other stuff, but I mean, she had to make sure." But that's neither here nor there. Um just figuring out what caused these issues getting down to that root um because a lot of times we have to look underneath a lot of things that we're going through to really discover how we should heal how we should move past or work on certain things because as people i I think we don't always go deep enough um i don't think we always uh Look underneath the words, and, and that's one of the things I had learned in the counseling program. Like you have to uh, look underneath the the stories and the the things that your clients say, so that you can, cause they don't want they won't always come out and say, oh yeah, I think I'm dealing with anxiety. But in the stories and the things that they're telling you, okay, you putting this together because you like this sounds like they dealing with some social anxiety because of this, this, and that that they said. You know, it's, it's things like that you start to put together, and so you have to do that in your own life. So with whatever insecurity that it, it is, just start working on it and start healing from it. And if it's from, from something somebody else said, you have to, and it, I mean, if you're willing to, you know, that could be a conversation you have with them in terms of you being able to move forward and move past that, you can be like, you know, well, mom, you said this to me growing up and it made me feel like this. And now I go through my adult life or my teenage life feeling like I'm I'm never good enough or I don't I'm not smart enough to do this and do that. And now, granted, you might not always get the response that you're looking for, but it'll be an opportunity to get whatever it is off your chest and let them know how you're feeling and how their words or the things that they've done has affected you and you know that's just it's a, it's a part of the healing process or it can be a part of the healing process because it it's not always that for some people but you know it's just learning to get past it and if you don't have that opportunity to be able to do it you have to forgive yourself for allowing um, for allowing people's perception of who you are to change how you feel about you or define who you are as a person because that doesn't have to be the case you shouldn't have to live up to somebody's expect somebody else's expectations of who you're allowed to be and that's just it so i'm gonna end the episode right there because y'all know I will keep talking and keep talking and I did not mean for last week's episode to be this long because I mean to be that long but um you know I was back I felt like talking so I kept talking but um I I don't like to keep people that long cuz I know we got things to do life to live everybody can always sit down and listen to a hour podcast um so yeah I appreciate you guys uh, who constantly listening to listen to me and those around me who constantly uh, be pushing me to push out new episodes, even when I got stuff going on, because I can get distracted. And sometimes my podcast does go on the back burner. But um, I appreciate everybody for sticking around, everybody that continues to listen. Um, yeah, I just I can't wait to see um, the podcast continue to grow grow. And me continue to make more time for the podcast And um, prioritizing it Even when things are going on in my life Just being able to balance everything So, yeah But before we go Y'all know what I likes to do I likes to give us a good old song of the week And uh, My song mm -mm Mm-mm-mm I don't know. This this week I'm kind of having hard uh it's kind of hard to really pick a song. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I guess I'll just go with this song. And y'all gonna have to start following my playlist. I got playlists on Spotify and I got playlists on Instagram, and my playlist be bomb. That's I mean, that's my opinion. Um, I think my playlist is good. They always a vibe. Um, if you like because I got like everything Like you know I got Cardi B I got Lotto, I got Youngboy Rob 49, you know Lil Durk, 21 Savage, Summer Walker You know I got all the vibes Okay and that's just On my vibes playlist and on, on my Emotions playlist I got you know It's more like Summer Walker um, Mary J Blige, Rihanna Coco Jones Sizzle, Leon Thomas You know Usher you know, all the feels, all the feels um, But this week's song, I'ma give it to Lotto and Cardi B Put it on the floor again, okay? The song is a bop And every time I listen to it, your boy get hype it make, It's a feel-good song It just make you wanna like, yeah, yeah, you know It make you feel good And, you know, we need that kind of music in our lives Especially when it's so much shit going on on Around us, you know, we just need things that bring us some type of happiness, some type of joy, and fun in our lives. And that's definitely one of the songs, baby. If I put it on in the car or at home, I'm turning it up, okay? Because I'm gonna be teed up. Your boy gonna be dancing. I'm just gonna be feeling myself. Um, so if y'all listen to uh rap, female rap, you know, check out, check out, put it on the floor again. Um, yeah. I just think it's a good song. It's a a good fun song. Uh, It's not something to take too serious. It's just just a vibe. So I will see you guys next week. I appreciate y'all for sticking around. And for those of you who are new, please, please come back and listen to your boy again. I appreciate y'all. Y'all the reason why I do this And if y'all need to talk about anything Remember that y'all can hit me up on Instagram Anything that we talk about stays between you and me Bye y'all